One last time on Proverbs 22, 17 to 19. Father, as we step back and get the big picture here and then look at the main point that you make so clear here, grant that we would conform our lives to your purposes for the Proverbs and that we would avail ourselves of how good these Proverbs are for us and for our faith. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the big picture is that these words of the wise are a kind of title over 2217 to 2422. And if we go to the next two verses, we see that there are 30 sayings. Have I not written for you 30 sayings in those verses? And these 30 sayings are designed that we might know what is right and true and that we might give a true answer to those who sent us. In other words, the Proverbs are for our own knowing and for our sharing, for our counseling others. And we saw that back here in verse 18. They are pleasant if you keep them within you, these words of the wise, and they are to be ready on our lips so that we can share them with others. So the point of the Proverbs is not just so that we might enjoy knowledge or live wisely ourselves, but that that wisdom will always include putting these Proverbs on our lips so that we send them on to other people, and there's an ever-snowballing effect of wisdom in the world. Now, the, the thing we haven't focused on yet is this verse here, verse 19. This is the clear, unmistakable purpose. That's what that word right there is. That's a purpose. In order that your trust may be in the Lord... That's why I have made them known to you today, even to you. So, there's no doubt what the writer considers the purpose of the Proverbs to be, that you may trust in the Lord, that your trust may be in the Lord. And this Lord here is Yahweh, the covenant God of Israel. That's why he has made known these words of the wise and this knowledge that has sunk pleasantly into our heart. Now, that strikes me as remarkable because most of the Proverbs that follow, indeed most of the Proverbs entirely, are instructions for what to do in life. For example, here's the next, the next wise saying after that first one. Do not rob the poor because he's poor. Or crush the afflicted at the gate. The Lord will plead their cause and rob the life of those who rob them. So this is a, a counsel to us not to rob the poor and a threat that God will rob our life if we 
rob the poor. And he's saying this has the purpose of that your trust may be in the Lord. Or here's, here's the next one. Proverbs 22, 24. Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and be entangled, entangled yourself in a snare. So these next two wise words are uh, commands not to rob the poor and to make no friendships with people of anger. So what do we learn from that? All the Proverbs that he's going to give us, I have made them known to you that you may trust in the Lord. And most of them are commands or guidance. So when you let yourself ponder, isn't the upshot of that observation that God strengthens our trust God strengthens our trust in him by showing us what the fruit of trust looks like. God strengthens our trust, since that's the goal of the Proverbs, that's how I've made them known to you. God strengthens our trust in him by showing us in the following Proverbs and all over the book of Proverbs, showing us the fruit or the life that comes, the fruit of trust. Those commands are what faith does. So if you have a trust in Yahweh, that's the way you live. And he pursues our trust in him by spelling them out for us. That's what I infer from this remarkable purpose statement here, followed by all those practical injunctions. There's one last observation. Do you think that this purpose statement here would be totally disconnected from the purpose here? Here he said, incline your ear to these words, these right there, incline your ear to these words and apply your heart to them so that you have knowledge and it will be pleasant for you. In other words, in other words one of the purposes of giving them these words today, even to you, is that they might gain knowledge and that this knowledge might be pleasant. And now you have to lay that on top of this clear purpose statement these things are given, these words, this knowledge is given so that you might trust in the Lord. So I would say that this trust and this pleasure in this knowledge means that this knowledge is a knowledge about why we should trust God. These are reasons to trust God. We're seeing things in the Proverbs about trusting God. And we're seeing things about God that would bring pleasure. So this pleasure is not random pleasure. This knowledge is not random knowledge. It's knowledge of God and knowledge of his word and world. And the pleasure 
rises to its highest in the fact that we know God and thus find ourselves trusting God.